Chapter 1 Japani Haha The twenty naked young virgins undulated slowly in front of Sister Conchita and the morose visiting female academic on the plateau next to the waterfall above the saltwater village. Beneath the enervating afternoon sun, they were dancing the Tue Tue, the traditional Lao fishing song. Their fluttering hands raised above their heads depicted the graceful movement of frigate birds soaring over the canoes. Their sinuous, kicking legs represented the movement of fish leaping from the water to snap at bait dangling on hooks from kites attached to the imaginary gently rocking craft. Sister Conchita wondered how the American researcher was reacting to the titillating entertainment on offer. At first glance, she had seemed a little on the prissy side. From where she was sitting, Sister Conchita could no longer see the woman. Earlier, she had caught a brief glimpse through the crowd of visitors of a thin white girl of about thirty in a nondescript blue dress. She had a pinched, discontented face and seemed uncertain of herself and uncomfortable in her exotic surroundings. The panpipe music ended and the virgin stopped dancing with a flurry of smooth, bare brown arms and legs. They stood giggling and reveling in their voluptuous nudity before their guests from all parts of the island. The entertainment was not yet over. Papa Noah, the custodian of the ark, clapped his hands. He was a fragile, grey-haired, almost fey man in his sixties, light on his capering feet and wearing a much-washed calico lap-lap extending from his waist to his knees. A drum formed from a tree trunk with a hole gouged in the side started beating on the sidelines. The girls stopped undulating and stood to attention, composing themselves. In true, clear voices, they began singing in pidgin, the lingua franca of the Solomons. Mi fulai olobauti, longo isti, longo westi, mi sendere olo rauni keepin solomoni, mi worka luka luka longo landi long sea. Ha ha, ha ha, Japani ha ha. Papa Noah clapped his hands again gleefully as he stood up. No more tralala, time for our feast, he announced. The virgins, glistening with perspiration in the hostile sun, broke ranks and ran back skittishly down the slope to the women's house in the village below to dress. The hundred or so islanders who had been watching the dancing at the side of the waterfall scrambled to their feet and waited respectfully for the food to be carried across the clearing and placed on pandanus leaves on the ground. Some of them had walked for several days to attend the ceremony and were hungry. They showed no impatience. To do so would be regarded as impolite. A raucous group of a dozen larger, lighter-skinned men sat a little to the left of the main gathering of guests, keeping a well-judged distance from them. Sister Conchita was sure that they came from the remote outlying Polynesian island of Ticopia. They had probably been working on one of the local plantations and were now waiting for a boat to take them home. They were ignoring the Melanesians at the ceremony but were chattering happily enough among themselves. There was a carelessly swaggering air to their posture. To fit the occasion they were determined to be happy, but they carried menace like a club and were capable of changing in an instant to something more dangerous, but for them equally enjoyable. It had been raining monotonously for several weeks, but there was a temporary lull in the downpour. The sun had eased through the clouds, causing a haze of steam to rise in tired exhalations from the wet grass. It was apparent that despite the threatening weather, the meal was going to be a sumptuous one. It was being prepared on the treeless plateau next to the waterfall, 
halfway down its leaping descent before the frothing, roaring water plummeted further down the rocks to a river a hundred feet below. At the far end of the plateau, trees and undergrowth grew thickly in almost impenetrable plenitude. This was where the jungle began. A steep, winding path led to the village below, built on the banks of the river, where it ran out into the calm, blue waters of the Lao Lagoon. A dozen pigs had been slaughtered and quartered in advance. The grease-laden quarters were now being roasted over log fires on spits, before being immersed in a sauce of grated coconut and milk. Chickens smothered in grated manioc were cooking in ovens scooped with clamshells out of the earth and covered with red-hot stones. A savoury vegetable broth...